1: Hey, welcome everyone. Um, today is Monday, December something. We're pretty close to the holidays. That <laughs> so would be the 19th. The 19th. Uh, we're just kind of busy, um, but we are here for you, and we are grateful that you guys are out there. Um, of course, this is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and the mission of our show is to collaborate and make a difference in our lives, career, workplace, and even the world, just as the... Um, tags were saying at the beginning of the show.
2: That's very good, yes. It's all about making a difference, isn't it? And I just want to remind everyone that you can hear us everywhere. You can hear us on iTunes. The replays are available 24-7. You can download the app onto your phone, the TalkZone app. It is free, and it is for you. So there are a lot of shows out there with a lot of great guests and a lot of great content, all for you. So in 2017, you can be smarter. Your hair might even get fluffier. <laughs>
1: um, right. Uh, <laughs> Did I stump you? <laughs> no, it just sounded a little NPR-like. But that's okay. I was just listening to NPR. That's why. So today we're guest list. Guest list. Guest list. However, yes. we do have a lot to say, and we're guest lists for a reason, right? Yes. So naturally, in 2016... There has been a little bit of hoopla going on out there, to say the least, right? And, um, you know, I don't want to say too much, but we've been around the block a few times, right? Yes, um, we have. And we do we do the show for a reason, right? So, I mean, at some point in time, we have to be a little maybe less politically correct and a little more, let's see what we can do to help, right? I agree. Um, so today... We want to start by addressing some of the issues, problems, and concerns that exist. Say, for argument's sake, in these big banks like Wells Fargo, uh, Bank of America, Joe's, PNC, PNC, right? Uh, and you know, Chase, our, Chase, our favorite, um, also Citigroup. Yes, and we don't want to single Citigroup out. But they're the easiest target at times, but you did. right? <laughs> you know, um, Citigroup was founded in 1812. I didn't know that. Yes, 1812. So. So you did a little recon on that. Um, a little, yeah. And I just wanted to share that in 2008. Okay. Not too long ago. No. At the height of the chaos, or just at the tipping point, say, right? Yes. Yes. Citigroup had 357,000 employees. Worldwide. Worldwide. Yeah. I remember that. It was a lot. Okay. So today, uh eight years later, and a lot leaner, they still have somewhere over 200,000 employees. Wow. But that's... But that's a lot, right? That got let go. Yeah, hundred and um, something thousand, right? Easily. Yeah, yes. I also want to say that Citigroup has two hundred million customers. Okay, so now let's take a breath for a minute. You know, most of our guests this year have been small business owners, entrepreneurs, right? We we kind of speak to that audience, right? What would any of us do with 200 million customers? It's almost as if, I mean, I don't want to speak for anyone, but we would dedicate our lives for that.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, and it's when you think about that, right, 200 million customers, it's just amazing that, you know, you go to the ATM and you can still get your cash out. I mean, that's a crazy amount of customers. It is. And that's a crazy amount of people. And if you think about that, okay, so... Now you made me think, right? I didn't realize they had two hundred million customers. If you think about like let's say a, let's say fifty million of them use an ATM and use a non city group
1: ATM. Yeah, just and, in fees alone. Yeah. Wow. Right?
2: Wow. <laughs> right? Think about that. Right? If if and and that's probably I'm probably being conservative in how many use a non city group ATM.
1: So imagine, what, what? why wouldn't they just disconnect all their local ATMs? Right. Right? Right. I mean, <laughs> um, I will share something that I probably shouldn't share. Oh, boy. Okay. But, you know, this is what we do now. Yeah. And that is, there was a, a visionary at this company. Okay. At one point. And he was, you know, big tough guy. And he was saying... You know, on the one hand, we need revenue, right? Mm. We're kind of struggling. Mm-hmm. If we have 200 million customers, mm-hmm. if every customer sent us $10, mm-hmm. I think we'd be okay. But I don't think we're cool enough to convince them to do that. So we're going to have to make cuts.
2: Right. But think about what they, I mean, he did kind of do that, right? It wasn't $10, but it was, you know, $2 here $2 there right Crazy. because don't forget it's the $2 and then they charge you 250 right so like you get charged the non atm the non bank atm fee and then you get charged by the bank
1: right you get charged twice
2: right, right. and i mean i know that that's not pure profit. But even if you think about that, I mean, you know, keeping up all the ATMs and all of that, I mean, we know that that takes work. Well, I I guess not being.
1: Yeah. And what I'm trying to say is, you know, visionaries aside, in fact, in that example, the bank got turned upside down, that visionary fell out the bottom. Visionaries aside.
2: Visionaries are a dime a dozen.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) At the end of the day, sometimes you're You can't really blame these guys too much because they're too busy working. And when we do that, we lose sight of what the mission is or the vision is or what our values are. Right. Right. So it takes an outside view to kind of put stuff in perspective. Right. Everybody kind of needs that. Right. Although I will say in corporate, they seem to be above that.
2: Well, but don't they call that the 360 review? The 360 review. Yeah. 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 So we're doing a three sixty review.
1: Okay, so here in my three sixty review. Okay. I mean, I wanna do way more than that. I want to say that this is not rocket science. Right. I mean it's very complicated. But I believe that I can make Citigroup great again. I know you've said that. I don't wanna I don't wanna you know I don't wanna latch on to a previously used catchphrase. Okay, but I want to just say at face value, I believe I can make Citigroup great again. Okay, mm-hmm. um, I will also say that the top of the house guys, mm-hmm. the executives, mm-hmm. they're not leading, right? They can't be because if they were leading, this wouldn't have happened, right? If if the top of the house Citigroup Executive. Okay, so when you say this wouldn't have happened, what do you mean by this? The 2008 fiasco um, and even current non-stop fines that Citigroup continues to pay for being out of compliance.
3: Okay.
1: If there was any sense of concern, if there was any sense of leadership, this would not be happening unless they condone it. Mm hmm. Right. I mean, you know. I don't want to say let's be blunt, but let's be blunt. Right. A billion dollars a year in fines, you know, pick a number, 500 million, a billion. How do the leaders sleep? Right. So we can do better. I can do better. Somebody's got to do better. Right. Mm-hmm. So today we're saying um, we're saying that we have a plan. I'm actually putting myself out as a potential CEO for Citigroup. Okay. Because somebody has to CEO that company, right? Um, the stock price has not moved in years except for the reverse split scam they pulled, right? Go figure. The earnings are –
2: so when you say the stock price hasn't moved, what was the stock price? Just to give people an example, because not everybody follows Okay, like so we did.
1: went home. Citigroup is a public company, so we as the public went home on a Friday, and the stock was, you know, in the 50s. And when was this? 2007, 2008-ish, around okay. there. Okay. We woke up on Monday, and the stock went down to one.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: One. I know. So um, – and that's because of failed leadership everything was wrong right the loans were bad they were overspending they had no capital they had to acquire banks in order to continue because they didn't have the capital they were leveraging debt everything was wrong
2: but what happened on that day that it went down to one do you remember
1: um well you know if if i kind of remember they they did make an acquisition it got It got rejected. Mm -hmm. Um, Their loans were kind of looked upon as being toxic, the mortgage industry.
2: Right. Well, there was the whole thing with everybody in the mortgage and all the banks are having issues, right, because of the mortgages, with what they did with the mortgages.
1: Yeah. They were doing whatever they felt like. Right. And then they were saying, well, nobody put a gun to your head and said, sign the loan. Right. So, well,
2: no, I mean, I think what we need to be very clear on is, is that what you were hearing was, is that people were buying homes that they shouldn't have bought. Right. I mean, it always kind of goes back on the poor person that actually took out one of those mortgages when the reality was, is that they made you feel as though if you didn't take one of those mortgages that you were really stupid. So you're sort of putting your hands, you're, you're sort of putting your life in the hands of someone that you're trusting. Right? Thinking that they know what they're doing. When the reality was, is that they were just manipulating numbers. And that's what I think needs to become very clear is that the numbers were being manipulated. The, the loans
1: were being manipulated, right? And, and. They were being bundled. It's a lot more complicated. It was I a very,
2: it was, it's very complicated. Who's what that was guy
1: who, who's that guy who, um, who? they just did the movie on, what's his name? The real smart guy. I don't know. He wouldn't even be able to figure this out. Right. Yeah, we'll we'll figure his name out in yeah, a minute. In you know? a minute, yeah. Oh, Stephen Hawking. Yeah, Stephen Hawking yeah. wouldn't even be able to figure this out. That's yes. it. Um <laughs> so enough already, right? Mm-hmm. And yet, right? The 230 something thousand that are left are working there you-know-what off, Mm. as are the executives, I mean, the leaders, right? They're working, too. The difference is the executive leaders are getting millions and millions and millions more. That's always what the issue is, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to make a dent in that now, right? Okay. We have a plan to kind of water that down a little bit, a win-win-win-win plan. We don't want to take anybody out. We're not saying that – the company should be shut down, you know, blah, blah, blah. We're saying we have a plan that will improve the morale, increase the earnings, regain trust in the community, and then they can grow accordingly. Wow. Yeah. Pretty so. Pretty
2: ambitious on your part, Charles.
1: It's not that difficult. Okay. If I could figure it out, it's not that difficult.
2: Right. And we'll talk about that because, you know,
1: it's on paper, right? We want to make sure that the implementation is solid. Right. And we can do this. And, uh, you know, uh, and again, this is very important for us because we as the community need to step up. If we can do better, we need to do better. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So how about we take our first break? Yes. Um, And then we'll come back and we'll start sharing this plan. Okay. Excellent. So please, guys, stay with us. We're making Citigroup great again. We'll be right back.
4: CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning Shared Leadership Training Seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization, regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone this means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company but not at the expense of others up until now care certification was only available through company sponsored seminars but now you can become care certified in the workplace on your own time order module one today and begin the transformation there's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today provided you have the right strategy becoming care certified is the right strategy For more information and to order, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com.
0: And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com.
2: Thanks for staying with us, everyone. You're listening to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva and... It's just Charlie and Eva today, and we are talking about how we can make Citigroup great again because Charlie has come up with a 100-day plan, which, you know, of course, I've read through it, and I think it's really, really interesting. So why don't we start? Because everyone's going to be wondering, like, so you think that you've got it all figured out. So why don't we start at a high level as to what you want to start with in terms of your 100-day plan?
1: Okay. So at a high level, I want to first repeat what I said a second ago, and that is the leaders are not the executive top of the house. Leaders are not leading. They're just working. Yes. Okay. So um, and and there's a difference
2: in that, right? So when you're saying, you know, they're just working, they're not thinking like me right now. Well, what people are thinking is, well, if they're working, they're working, right? But the point of making the millions is that you're supposed to be leading. You're supposed to be innovating. You're supposed to
1: be creative. They come home after a day's work. Honey, I'm home. Oh, the plane is waiting. We're going to be late for cocktails in uh, Tampa. You know That's the issue, right? We're coming. Honey, I'm home. We're having potatoes again. (laughs) All right. So, all right, enough kidding around. So uh, I will say 100-day plan. That means that by tax time, in 2017, the company can be on their way to becoming great again. Okay, so how would they do that? Okay, well, the first thing, we need to reevaluate um, Citigroup's internal risk and compliance. I mean, I don't want to rock the boat here. These guys are really so good at what they do.
2: Talk a little bit about what risk and compliance is. Okay. Because not everybody's a banker.
1: It's a humongous group of Employees of, of that 230,000 base. Yes. And they monitor, uh, software and internal works and rules and government regulations for loans and the such. So, you know, we always say, well, if you don't take risk, you can't have rewards, right? So we need a risk and compliance team to balance that. We want to be able to, you know, inch our way in the risk area provided we maintain compliance. Right. And so what also needs
2: to be clear is, is that sometimes, sometimes it is actually better for the bottom line to be out of compliance and take the hit than it is to actually implement, implementate the controls. Implement the controls. I can't talk. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. No, but so that's what it is. That's I think that people don't understand when you say there's a balance between risk and compliance, because in order to implement some of those controls around the compliance, it actually would cost more than what it would cost to take pay the fine to pay the fine. right?
1: But it's not right. No, it's not right. Right. So uh, as one of uh, those two, that's
2: one of the problems with having such a huge
1: organization with that many millions of customers. Yeah. Right? Well, they can't break up Citigroup right now because they need the revenue from all
3: sources. (laughs)
2: Well, and you can't break it up because if you think about it, right, even putting that many employees back into the system for unemployment and not generating income, I mean, that's a huge hit to the economy. If you lose 100,000 employees, it's a huge hit to the economy.
1: Okay. If these guys are paying... Millions and millions and hundreds of millions of fi- fines every year, mm-hmm. and they they grinded their company down to one dollar a share. Yes, somebody needs to talk me down and explain to me how they even care about the economy. Right, they don't. That's okay. my point. Yeah. All right, that's good. Yeah. So risk and compliance as one of the base of those 239,000 employees are always faced with compliance issues um uh, is their software encrypted you know are they maintaining the proper protocols they're always being watched by compliance to make sure they stay within the lines right and one of those is Dodd Frank right Dodd Frank yeah um, Sarbanes-Oxley Right,
2: Sarbanes-Oxley. All different guys that when something went south in a big way, then created legislation that the banks then had to comply with.
1: But even day-to-day operations as well by the right. employees, right? Right. So at the end of the day, when I say we have to reevaluate that is if they're paced. <laughs> if they're paying all this money and out of compliance fines, Right. what do we even need that group for? I mean, you know, how do they sleep at night? You know, are they saying that if, if they weren't doing their job, they'd be double the fines that were, you know, where is the leadership? How does that happen? So we'll address some of the things, uh, later on down my list, but we have to reevaluate that right away. Mm-hmm, okay. Everybody's got to be put on notice, not that they're going to lose their job because no one goes on my watch. Okay. Nice. But they have to be put on notice that everybody's a part owner of this company now, and we're going to start managing this a little better. That's all. Okay? The other thing we want to reevaluate is the role of IT security. Now, okay. I don't want everybody, so
2: everybody, like right when you say that reevaluating that role, I would think that there's people out there that just would go crazy going, but everybody's getting hacked. How can you not have i t security? How can you reevaluate that
1: role? Right. And even before that, Eva, I want to say when I say reevaluate, I'm not saying um, let's make cuts. I'm not that visionary at Citigroup that says things like that, right? Right it said, Well, because we can't get $10 from each of our 200 million customers, we're going to have to make cuts. I'm not saying that. I'm going to say we're going to reevaluate to make it stronger, make it more effective, right? Yeah. So how do we do that with IT security? You're exactly right. Hacks, 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 hacks. I mean, we heard about it in the government on the news, right? Yeah. I mean,
2: it's it's not a matter of if you're going to get hacked. It's when,
1: right? right? So I'm saying (sighs) – We have to be smarter, right? We have to put the money into software that encrypts the data so that when it's hacked, it's not readable. So if it's not readable when
2: it's hacked, where is it readable?
1: It's readable through the compliance rat's nest security measures internal so that when we read the software, we have the proper... Modules to access to make it um, readable, readable. Got it. Okay. And we break it up into um, multiple. And this is very simple. It's not rocket science. We break it up into multiple tables, so there's no one source with all of the information. Mm. Isn't okay. it like that now? No, really, it's not okay. It's not right. It's not like that now. I mean that right now, it's like everything. So yeah, there might be certain data models of just, let's say, social security numbers with no people or PII attached to it. Yeah. Which makes you say, well, doesn't that exist now? But at the end of the day, that data does exist somewhere in one place. Somewhere, okay. Okay. Because it's unmanaged, right? Yeah, I agree. I think IT security spends a little bit too much time internally monitoring everybody's emails, and I think uh, we need to put the money into the architects, the developers, and the um, – um, I forget what I was going to say. Well, that's okay, but into the architects <laughs> and the developers. That's oh, huge, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Right? <laughs> the architects and the and the developers and the most important, the data modelers. Mm. The data modelers, they got to be like the safeties on a, on a football team. I'm going to model my data so that nobody gets past it, right? Nobody outside this company can read this data, right? That's where the money needs to be. So we're going to reevaluate those two groups, okay? Okay. I'm going to eliminate them. We're going to reevaluate them. And we're going to put the money maybe move some of it around elsewhere into into better encrypted software. Um, and we're also going to maybe put some of that money into, I hate to say this, a little more transparent exposure of some of the not so best practices that it's been going on. You know, Citigroup is a public company. Yeah. So I'm now, I have the wheel. I want to start sharing some of what's going on. And then maybe it'll stop. How, you know, if We find out when we post earnings, it means it's been going on all quarter, okay? Mm -hmm. So the leaders know, or if they don't know, they should know. So I'm saying it's on me to know, and I will be transparent. I'll get into it a little later if we have time, but I will start posting where the compliance fines are coming from on a regular basis, Okay. So um you know, those are some of the things I will do at a high level, um, but there's a lot more, right? There's a lot more in detail. Um So why don't we talk a little bit more about the details? Well, okay, so let's say we're gonna make city group great again, right? Yeah. And I don't wanna segue onto another one of those catchphrases. Um I'm not gonna build a wall anywhere, but I'm going to remove all of the walls that currently exist between all lines of communication. So what do you mean by that? I want to make sure that Joe in the boiler room has a way to communicate with Mary in the penthouse. Whether it's through some sort of uh, special email channel we set up, everybody needs to have a say in this company. This is a shared leadership model now. The It's been proven over and over and over that the executive top-of-the-house leaders don't have all the answers. We need to start leveraging from within the company. We need to start promoting talent nurturing instead of talent acquisition.
2: Well, and I think what's so important is that as corporations get bigger, everybody's specialty goes into a department. And we actually saw this about when, after Disney,
3: Oh, the other did, day.
2: Yes, yeah. yeah, did Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs? Right. I mean, his whole operation just expanded and became huge. And what happened was, is that they would put the ink and the paint in one place. They put the animation in another place. And what was happening was that people weren't talking to each other. Right. right? They weren't talking to each other anymore, and it became very sterile. So you don't know in the bank what accounting's doing if you're in, you know, the teller area, you don't have an idea what everybody's doing because it's become so huge and everybody's become so segregated. So by opening up those lines of communication, what I think you're saying is, is that people are going to have a better, better understanding of how they fit in the organization. And, We also then get to
1: see the expertise from all these different levels. Right. And that's shared leadership, right? So the compliance group isn't left with some discombobulated software now. Right. Right. And that's how it's going to be. Um, A couple other things I want to just say at the get-go is um, I will immediately start recruiting my replacement, (laughs) right? Yeah. Um, That's very important. And I will immediately ask my direct reports, whoever they are, and however many they might be, to give me an immediate assessment of what's working, what's not working, and what needs to change specific to their line of business so that I can take that list and validate it with each line of business before we address it. That's great. Okay. And that's for starters. And um, we'll go from there. And before we go to our next break, I wanna say most importantly here is I said I will remove the walls to promote communication, but I will build something. I will build a global seven by twenty four command center. And we can talk about that when we come back after the break.
2: Okay, great. So stay with us everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva and our one hundred day plan we'll be right back.
4: Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization, regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit CharlieSpeaking.com. That's CharlieSpeaking.com.
0: Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk Zone.
2: Thanks for staying with us, everyone. Today, Charlie and I are talking about a 100-day plan to make Citigroup great again. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of dipping into the details. You know, if someone wants to actually look this over, is there someplace that they can actually see it?
1: Uh, yeah, there is. I, it'll be on our blog, um, which I will be sending out shortly.
2: Okay, so on charlieandiva.com.
1: CharlieNeva.com, CharlieNeva.com, CharlieNeva.com. The blog is right on the uh, tab. Perfect. Okay. Yes. Um Okay. Continue. Okay, so you know, just to recap, we're going to reevaluate risk and compliance. We're going to reevaluate IT security, of course, and share our reevaluation accordingly. We're going to reinvest whatever we uh pair back from that those groups mm-hmm. into uh better, tighter, more sophisticated software. Okay. Right. Um going to naturally um recruit my replacement we're going to get the directs to repri- uh, supply me with what's working what's not working or what needs to change and then I need to validate that on my own to see if they even have their finger on the pulse of what's going on in their line of business right? well
2: and I think so let, let's step back from that a second right so I think that's a really great idea but how could you possibly reevaluate every one of those lines of business
1: oh it's easy yeah how huh? first off um the Direct reports need to prepare that in front of me. It's not delegated
3: <laughs>
1: so that they can tweak it. I need to see it happen right there. Then I will proceed with a series of all-hands meetings with each line of business. Okay? You can do all-hands for mortgage and lending, all-hands for global Singapore, whatever the lines of businesses are, right? Okay. And share what I have in my hand. And I want to hear from the people directly if that makes sense or not.
2: Okay, but isn't that like a huge, I mean, if you're looking at, you know, 200,000 some employees, aren't you looking at an amazing amount of people?
1: Citigroup and Wells Fargo and IBM and all these really humongous companies They live all-hands meetings. They have conference
2: calls all- Well, but I just want you to be clear that when you say all-hands, that 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 amount of employees aren't the ones that are making all the decisions that would be in these
1: all-hands meetings. No, but I want them to know what their leaders are saying. It's very important.
2: Yeah, I
1: understand that. And if one of their directs say, well, unless we can get each one of our customers to give us $10- We're going to have to make some cuts. I want the people that work in that line of business to hear that from the leader. Mm -hmm. Okay, this needs to stop. Okay, we have to get a little tough here, right? This is some tough love, right? Okay. Um. Okay, very important. So, at the break, we talked about building a uh, a command center. All right. City Group is a public company, as is you know all the other public companies. There needs to be a public place of information. Okay, I get it. Every single one of the city groupers, tough guys out there will Mm. say it exists. It exists. It exists. Okay, share it if it exists. Tell me where it is if it exists because it does not exist. This list that I'm asking for does not exist. First thing I will post in that room is a global list of all city group lines of business. I'll go
2: through that room one more time because you kind of touched on that very briefly, and I think that people don't understand what it all is in that room.
1: Right. I want to build a 7x24 command center, the pulse of the bank, mm-hmm. a global place with all lines of businesses displaying some issues, problems, concerns, touch points, almost like an air traffic control of the company. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. And in that room, and that room is accessible remotely,
3: Right?
1: Okay. Yep. Um by all. It'll be on video. Okay. And in that room I want to post a global list of all Citigroup lines of business. Okay. I want all two hundred and thirty nine thousand employees to know everything the company they choose to work for does for a living. Okay? Because there are lines of businesses in th- that exist within Citigroup nobody has a clue about. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay, it's yeah. even too complicated to even speculate so i want that out there okay this is not enron all right nobody knew what enron did for a living okay right and if anybody knew what enron did for a living please call us right now and uh, tell us Um, so that's very important right i will start sharing revenue by line of business as well and i'll start sharing that revenue two ways okay now before we even say this, you know, don't panic, c groupers. This is not secret stuff, right? This is public information that the executives share quarterly on a conference call. Yeah. Uh, but I want to break it down a little deeper, right? I want to share on that revenue what's real. In other words, customer driven, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And what's fake, like derivatives and notionals. Now if anyone can tell me what a derivative is, I'd like to know. And if anyone can tell me what a notional is, I'd like to know. Every time I write notional in a paper to discuss something like this, yeah, someone comes back and says, "Uh, I don't know, did you mean national?" No, notional. It's a it's a make-believe vaporware finance term, okay? So, we want to break up the um Revenue between real and make-believe, very important, okay? Uh, we want to understand the cost of customer acquisition. What does it cost to get a customer in each line of business? Very important. Um, we want to post the legal fees paid for out of compliance. And I want to share that by posting the – and we know what they are because we hear from Bloomberg when they tell us, Right? So we want to post that in that room, and in that room, we want to also post next to the numbers, we want to post the line of business, and we want that cause the infraction in that room. Okay. Okay, we're not out to get anybody. We're out to stop this nonsense, right? Uh, very important. And we're also going to start showing some bonus pool metrics. We're not going to start saying who gets what because we don't know, but we want to start showing – Fines that are paid for being out of compliance are going to come out of the bonus pool. In turn,
2: any... But don't you think, so let me just stop you there. Don't you think that if if uh, if fines for being out of compliance come out of the bonus pool, right? Don't you think that it's the people that typically get the smaller bonuses that are going to get hit the hardest on that one?
1: Yeah, Maybe. Maybe maybe they'll get smacked in the face with it, right? But, right,
2: but my point is, but is when that when they
1: see Joe from that line of business infraction in the elevator, maybe they can maybe they can make their case, okay? Yeah, I mean, I, there's no real answer here, right? However, what we're saying is. This line of business incurred a $200 million fine that's coming out of the that line of business bonus pool. Mm-hmm. Okay. If that means that Charlie doesn't get a bonus, Charlie needs to decide if he wants to make sure that never happens again or he wants to maybe work for a more trustworthy company. Right. Right?
2: Yeah, I get you. I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate, you know.
1: Right. I mean, it is an issue. But how else do you stop it, right? Right. And in turn, any waste removal that occurs, like efficiencies, you know, you don't always save money by cutting heads, right? Right. You save money by working smarter. Any waste removal that occurs will be added back to the pool. Mm, okay. Okay. Be added back to the pool. Um, I want to start showing technology development metrics. How much... Development is coming from Citigroup employees versus outside contractors. Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to see what that balance is.
2: What do you think it is now?
1: Um, I don't know. Any idea? I don't know anything. Everything they say is make-believe. They right. say they're uh, a better, smarter, more efficient company, but they're still paying fines. So I don't know what to believe. And what's the stock at now? um well with the reverse split and all this um you know post election let's remove all of the uh regulations hoopla and they're probably at the starting blocks right now going down the derivatives and notional path so the stock has been up a, a little bit in recent days but but the market's been way up too but overall yeah. post reverse split i mean pre pre reverse split you're still looking at a $5 stock right uh, with, you know, you've showed me a company with 250,000 employees in existence since 1812, that's $5 a share, and tell me they don't need better management right now. Yeah. Right? So, okay, so we're doing good. And, um you know, new products pipeline, okay, so this is a little tricky, right? I don't want to give away trade secrets, Um but if we're not innovating... Then that takes us further down the make believe path, right? If we don't have new products in the pipeline, mm-hmm. we need to get the revenue somewhere. So we'll go down the derivative or the notional or the make believe, uh, aka Enron path. Well, and it was all the bundled mortgages. Right, though. a bundling. Right. So we want to see because that new product pipeline is going to help us prevent that, right? Because the new products are going to generate revenue because our customers are going to love us and they're going to trust us and they're going to (laughs) want to buy our new products. Right. Right. Yes. Um, You know, we want to also do diversity metrics. This is tricky and I don't really know how I would do this, but I will ask my teams and see if we can come up with a plan to share the metrics because we can't say we're diverse we have to be diverse, right? Right. Uh, it's very, 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 very important. So um that needs to be on the wall in that command center as well. And you know when Bloomberg and Forbes and all these guys, uh, New York Times, and they come out to evaluate and all the analysts come out to evaluate Citigroup for the next quarter, all they got to do is go into that room and everything is there for them. And – That would be kind of a big room, wouldn't it? Um, Well, I mean, it could be a virtual room, you know what I mean? I mean, somewhere where the data is readily available.
2: Right, so that anybody could see
1: it. But you're right. Ideally, it would be a physical location. That's what you want. You want to be so proud of what you do, you're posting it on the wall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Bloomberg, you want to hammer us? Here, here's our data. Go have a party. We're not hiding anything. If I'm a shareholder, that's the company I want to invest in, right? Um, and so, you know, and that's for starters. And um, I want to also say, of course, there'll be something on that wall for employees to post suggestions and thoughts and ideas, mm-hmm. right? I will have a direct report manage that room only reporting to me. Okay, so employees are going to have an opportunity to post to that wall. And I'm going to make the first two suggestions for that wall. They're going to be on that wall by me. One is close every loan within 30 days. And two is assume every system is under cyber attack. That's the two suggestions I'm going to make. Okay, so we'll talk about that when we
2: come back from break. (laughs) That's Excellent. going to be our final. I'm pumped. So stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. We'll be right back.
4: Charlie Labasco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person, building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, Go to com. That's com. Welcome
0: back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com.
2: Well, Charles, we have had quite a show today. I mean, your 100-day plan is really something. I mean, it's pretty amazing, right? I mean, you've really given this a lot of thought. Yeah,
1: two things I want to say, yes. um, Eva, and one is I agree with you and you're right uh, the room might be somewhat large, the command center. Mm -hmm. The command center needs to be a physical location. It needs to be somewhere that we're sharing what we're doing. This is a public company.
2: Well, and I think it would be good that if it were virtual and physical, because, you know, people need to be, you know, because those 200 some thousand employees are all over the world. Of course. Right. Um, So everybody should have access to it. But if they are at corporate in the headquarters,
1: come by. You know, maybe that's where the uh, top of the house executives work in that room. Right. And uh, we need to, um, you know, look, right. The only thing that matters in the workplace is results. Okay. Mm -hmm. But they have to be delivered, not at the expense of others. And others could even be the customer. We can't bundle bad loans. I'm not, believe me, saying that that's what Citigroup is doing. We'll leave that for the papers to tell everyone. I'm not saying that. Right. Uh, but we need to care about the customers. So in other words, if I'm in a new product pipeline review, I, I want to say, okay, so we're going to have this new line of credit and blah, blah, blah. How is it going to impact the customer?
3: Mm-hmm. Somebody
1: has to ask that question. Right, and that's on the 239,000 employees, whoever in that room at the time, to speak up and ask. Right. Interesting. Yeah. And that's the kind of model we need to get to. Very important because I'm very concerned right now <laughs> that they're in a mob mentality, post-election frenzy of no more controls, poised at that derivative and notional path again. Okay.
2: Right, and we're not saying that the controls take care of everything because obviously they don't, right? And there are issues with it, but something needed to, needed to be implemented, right? Something I mean, needed something to needed to be implemented. I mean, everybody will will balk at them and say, you know, now it's just this extra level of complexity. We can't get our work done. You know, we can't make money. Blah blah blah. But the reason. That we put controls in in the first place is because otherwise the stuff is runaway, runaway. At, at I mean, if we expense. had never, you know, I like to always go back to even like the turn of the century, right? If there were no controls in place, we'd still have little kids working in sweatshops. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, something always happens and then controls are put into place. And that's why, because people are impacted and lives are impacted.
1: Yes, no, um, I agree. You're exactly right. And that's why we're here, right? We're here to make a difference. So um, we want to help win, 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 win. Nobody goes on our watch. We want to reevaluate re-eval- some of the internal practices. We want to transparently publish some of the bad stuff too so it stops happening.
2: Well, because what happens is, is that really it's unprecedented how large these companies have become. So there's really no real framework as to how to run a huge corporation that's worldwide that has, you know, zillions of legacy systems behind it. Right. I mean, all these different legacy systems that were pulled together to create one huge bank. Unbelievable. And it's not just this one bank. It's all of the banks have done this. Right. I mean, in other corporations, as they acquire, as they acquire, as they acquire, they split off, they acquire, they go into different lines of business. It becomes so large, it becomes unmanageable.
1: Yeah, and, you know, we we talked about Citigroup here because we had been preparing this for a while. Mm-hmm. However, in the recent weeks, we heard about some shenanigans over at Wells Fargo. Right. At different you know, maybe a different form of shenanigans, right? New accounts, open up multiple accounts, whoever, however that was spun, that's terrible.
2: Well, and what people see is, right, as long as I can get my money out of my account, I'm still okay, right? I'm still okay. But it may come a day where
1: something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Let me tell you how that works, right? So they had this covert way of spawning multiple accounts somehow right from well, at wells at yeah wells and how what does that mean to the worker so the it groups now they have to come up with some sort of scalability schematic so that they can handle all this new data how do we how do we cross mingle all these accounts i mean it created chaos people working around the clock for something bad right they didn't even know unbelievable right
2: no I mean, that's speculation on your part, Mm. but it's speculation that is kind of steeped in reality because how else could it have happened? Yeah, how else could it have happened? Right, because there are controls in place where you can't just open accounts, but yet they were doing it. So, So, yeah.
1: um, And I also um, appreciate uh, your mention about the physical location of this document, which will be on our website uh In our blog, charlieandiva.com, and if anyone has a question, info at charlieandiva.com, we're here, right? And mm-hmm. I stand by this, um, and we can help. Come tax time um, in 2017, which is a little more than 100 days away from the beginning of the year, I think um, the company could be greater than it is right now. Right, right.
2: right. And so – you know, someone will ask, well, I, you know, I have nothing to do with the banks. Why do I care?
1: You care because this is <laughs> this is leadership. This is people. This is impacting. Of course, it's money. It's This is a huge company. These companies are driving America these days, right? Right. Well, it's kind of like
2: they say they're too big to fail because if they were to fail, so many – I mean – so if you think about it, right, it's 200 million customers is what you say. Mm-hmm. You cannot allow that bank to fail because that's 200 million FDIC
1: covered people. Yeah, maybe. And you know what? That was a really good question. And maybe I answered it maybe like a tough guy. Um but you should care because 200 million customers are at stake right. and 239,000 employees are at stake.
2: Well, and what I think a lot of times that as consumer you don't realize that you think, well, I don't have my money with Citigroup. But you may have a credit card. You know, there's other companies that are impacted by that, right? The companies that you shop at, the companies that you work with. I mean,
1: your 401k could have it in as companies in there that have practices that need to be bettered. Right. <laughs> right. Because, you know, selfishly your 401k is at risk. Think about the, the poor guys that worked, um, you know, off and in 2008 retired in their, their 401k tank because of this. Right.
2: Well, I mean, I like what Warren Buffett had to say during that time. He said, You know, you can tell who is swimming naked when the tide goes out. Yes. Right. And so while the tide's in, the market's way, way up. Everything's looking rosy. Right. Nobody really cares. It's not until the tide goes out that everybody freaks out and we have to have regulations. We have to have this. We have to have that. People start putting those into place and then things kind of even out again and everybody kind of forgets.
1: And that's exactly, exactly, exactly what happened. And there was no reason for it. We just went down this bully, misdirected path, and uh, everybody suffered. So, I mean, I want to ask Citigroup, senior management, board members, shareholders, and all the full-time employees to consider what we just said. Mm -hmm. And if they disagree, maybe come up with an equally transparent 100-day plan of their own because we really want to make Citigroup better, whether it's our plan or someone else's. But here's one that's real. We need to, if it's not acceptable, someone needs to come forward with another one and hopefully before the world ends, right? But we need to do something. Right. Right.
2: Well, Charles, thank you. Very well thought out plan. And thank you for sharing it with everybody.
1: Um, thank you. Thanks.
2: And I just want to say to our listeners, have a happy and healthy holiday. And we will talk to you soon. Have a great week. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Bye.